Well, good morning. Very warm welcome to our service of worship, and it's good to see you all and to, to welcome some of you back today. And uh, it's uh, great to meet in God's presence. And so, as we meet together, may we know God's loving presence here with us. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only Son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. So let us worship God as we sing our first hymn of praise today. Now thank we all our God, mission praise number 486. Let's pray together. Gracious and loving Heavenly Father, as we come to worship you this day, we thank you that you promised to meet with us as we gather in Jesus' name. And we thank you, Lord, for the wonder of your creation, the wonder of spring that we see around. We thank you for the buds and the flowers. We thank you for all the life that uh, you are renewing in the earth. And Lord, as we gather in your presence, we ask that you would help us to be renewed by the life of your Spirit. We ask that you would open our hearts and our minds to all that you have for us this day. 
Lord, we thank you that uh, you have given us the gift of music, the gift to uh, celebrate you in praise and worship. We thank you for the gift of prayer and the gift of words we have, which we can use for your glory. Forgive us, Lord, when we have spoken or acted in ways that are not pleasing to you. Forgive us when we have not acted kindly or out of compassion or love. And we ask that you would cleanse us now by your most Holy Spirit and help us to live renewed lives, walking close to you and knowing your presence with us. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Well, hello, it's great to see you, and uh, it's really nice uh, to have Reuben and Ella here today, and uh, welcome to Fraser as well, and David. And um, It's uh, really a, a lovely day today, and um, we're going to be thinking today a little bit about the words that we use. And um, so what I've got, and if I could have this up on the screen as well um, today, is I've got lots of speech bubbles, and... Uh, the text is maybe a little bit small to read from the screen, but um, they say things like, you're brilliant, well done, that's great, fantastic, good job, keep going, it's okay, you can do it. Well, those are, those are great words, aren't they? They're uh, really encouraging words. And the, our story from the Bible today is about someone who was really good at saying words which would encourage people, which would make people feel really good about themselves by maybe some of these things that uh, he was saying to them. And his name was Barnabas. And uh, we meet him in uh, a part of the Bible called the Book of Acts. And his story is one that is really good to read and to hear. Um, now, last week we were learning a little bit about uh, a man called Paul and how he used to not really like Jesus or Jesus' followers, but he changed and he actually started loving Jesus and Jesus' followers. Well, there's an interesting story about how Barnabas and Paul come together. But we start with Barnabas, and Barnabas, uh, well, he quite liked traveling. He liked going places, and he sailed across the sea from his home on the island of Cyprus. And he went to Jerusalem, and uh, God was with him, and Barnabas found out about Jesus, and so he joined the church in Jerusalem. And he, afterwards, he wanted everyone to know about Jesus, and so he, um, he helped in the church, and he, he actually sold uh, a field that he owned and gave the money to the church leaders so that they could um, do their work and also help those in need. And there in Jerusalem, Barnabas met Paul. But Paul was, Paul was quite sad because um, people kind of avoided him. And uh, Paul went, um, 
Barnabas went up to Paul and uh, said, well, what, what's the problem here? And he said, well, the church leaders won't let me join the church. They think I still hate Jesus. But Barnabas uh, spoke with Paul and found out that he actually really loved Jesus. So he went to the church leaders and God was with Barnabas and helped him to tell the leaders how much Paul loved Jesus. And so they, they uh, listened to him and they said, well, okay, so Paul can join the church. Well, a little time later, um, Barnabas went with Paul to another town where they joined the church and God was with them. And Barnabas and Paul were cho chosen to go traveling, which was good because Barnabas liked traveling. Um, but what they were going to do was go in lots of places and tell other people about Jesus. And because, uh, I think because Barnabas knew the place, he said, well, let's go to Cyprus first. And uh, God will be with us everywhere we go, Barnabas said. And that uh, was the start of an amazing journey for Paul and for Barnabas telling people about Jesus, which you're going to, I'm sure you'll find out about in the coming weeks. Well, it's just a reminder to us that every one of us needs encouragement. We all need people who um, are able to say good things to us to encourage us. I mean, perhaps at school you may, or um, somewhere you may have had people encourage you, oh, you're doing really well, or maybe you're in a sports event and you're saying, you can do it, keep going, and that sort of thing. Well, we all need in life people to encourage us. And Barnabas was that sort of person for Paul. And he helped Paul to be part of the church and actually go on to do amazing things for God. Although it's sometimes difficult for us to see the best in other people, but that's why we need to ask God to help us to see the good and the best in other people so that we can encourage them to be the best they can be too. So we're going to just pray before we come to our next uh, song. So let's pray together. Thank you, Father God, that you know what we are really like and that you love us. And we thank you that you can help us to see the best in each other and to encourage each other today and every day. Amen. Well, the song we're going to have, and I'll, I'll come to that in a moment, um, is uh, to the tune of Jesus' hands were kind hands, um, but there's some different words because we're thinking about the things that we say. And I've got a, I've got a challenge for everyone uh, this week. Well, it doesn't need to just be this week, but try and think oh, every day if you can say at least one encouraging thing to someone else, something to tell someone else how good uh, they are and or maybe to encourage them with something they're doing or something they're going through uh, to keep going and to know that God is with them that's something we can all do well we're going to um, sing if I could have the words up uh, it's um, it's different words and we're going to sing them through twice so instead of the verses in mission praise we're going to sing these words I'll just go through them Jesus take my lips Lord Jesus let them speak for you give me words of kindness encouraging and true let me hear you, Jesus, till I'm just like you, till my words are kind words, quick to speak for you. And then we sing that through again. But you'll, you'll pick it up because it's a very well-known tune, I'm sure.
Our first reading this morning is from the Old Testament, and it's Psalm 121, reading the whole uh, psalm, starting at verse 1. I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going, both now and forevermore. And our New Testament reading is from Matthew chapter 6, reading verses 25 to 34. Matthew chapter 6, starting at verse 25. It's headed, Do Not Worry. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the, the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Amen. Now let's worship God together. In singing um, CH3 number 139, I to the hills will lift mine eyes.
Let's pray as we come to God's word. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word and these words of promise to us in the psalm and in the gospel. And we ask, Lord, that as we uh, study them together, that you would bring them to life in our hearts, that we would know them to be true. And Lord, that you would help us uh, to be strengthened and encouraged in our faith to live for you and to share that life of Jesus with others. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, just over a week ago, I took part in a Christian retreat in a beautiful part of Perthshire, uh, organized by the Presbytery of Glasgow for ministry staff. And during the retreat, we were encouraged to spend time meditating on God's word in the quietness. And uh, that was to help us and lead us in our prayers and reflections. And during one of those times of silent meditation and prayer, I felt God's Spirit bring a phrase from Psalm 121, verse 5 to mind. The Lord watches over you. And so I repeated those words in silent prayer, taking in something of the depths of what this declaration of God's watchful care meant. The Lord watches over you. The Lord watches over you. The Lord watches over you. And as I repeated those words over and over in my heart, something new seemed to emerge. Uh, it was a growing awareness of the Lord's attentiveness to me. The words of Psalm 121 are, of course, among the most familiar words in the Psalms, not far behind Psalm 23 in their appeal, especially in times when we want to be reminded of God's care for us. Psalm 121 is one that is frequently used, for example, at funeral services, when we come to that place of seeking God's reassurance of his everlasting care for us, as it says in verse 8, the Lord will watch over your coming and going, both now and forevermore. However, what I was seeing in a more real way, as I repeated these words, the Lord watches over you, was the depth of God's attentiveness towards us. It's like the psalmist wants us to know that God doesn't just check in with us every so often. Maybe when we're just having a, a bit of a hard time, that's the only time he, he looks towards us. This is a description of God's moment-by-moment -moment attention towards us. And it's moment-by-moment moment throughout our lives. Now, we might think, surely the God of the universe has got enough to attend to without concerning himself with little old me or little old you, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. There are, after all, an awful lot of people in our world. Can God really concern himself with each and every one of us? And the world is a big place, and the universe an even bigger place. I don't know if you've seen any of these programs in television uh, about the new telescope, uh, James Webb Telescope, and just looking further and further into the universe. The universe is vast. 
Surely the God of such a universe has enough on his plate without watching over us in such an attentive way. However, the more we dig into God's word and the more we meditate on the truths contained in it, then what appears is something we might not have expected. You know, in the course of pastoral ministry, I've come across uh, quite frequently an attitude of uh, some people who think that God maybe has better things to do than get involved with their individual needs and concerns. Maybe it's okay with the bigger matters, then God might just have time for them to call for his assistance, but not with the details, not with all the things that might concern us. Yet what the Bible reveals to us is actually quite the opposite. God isn't waiting for us to pray when we're at the absolute end of ourselves. Rather, he wants us to know that he cares for us so deeply that he's always watching over us. I should say that he's not watching over us, waiting for us to trip up or to make a mistake so he can tell us off or punish us. That's a complete misconception of why God watches over us. The reason he watches over us is because he loves us completely. He's like the most perfect parent we can imagine who watches over their child, not because they have to, but because they love their child completely. The attentiveness of God towards us is the attentiveness of love. The love that sent Jesus to be our savior, to overcome the separation caused by our sin and turning from God. It's the watching over us that's because God does delight in us. And even in every detail of our lives. In fact, in another psalm, in Psalm 37, verse 23, it says, and I'm using the living, New Living Translation, the Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. I think the best way we might imagine this is if we were to think of a family member or a friend who has loved us and always wanted to know how we were. If you like, maybe their door was always open for us to come. And they knew things that were going, we were going through and uh, what was on our minds and they would always be asking about us, asking about the details of our lives because of their loving concern for us. If we can think of someone like that and then multiply it many times beyond counting, we begin to approach the depths of God's loving attention towards us. And I'm sure you know how wonderful it is to be around someone, someone who cares so deeply, who cares for us that they give us their full attention. Now the problem we can have is that sometimes we might struggle to believe this. There can be a disconnect from what we say about 
God being the God of love with what we actually believe in our hearts. That's why when Jesus went back to heaven, he said he'd send another guide and comforter to us, God's Holy Spirit, because it's the Holy Spirit who helps us to really take in what God's word says so that we don't just hear the words, but we also feel and know the words to be true deep within, in the very heart, the very core of our being. That's what Jesus said, the the Spirit of God would bring God's word to life and help us understand, help us to know. And so, one of the reasons we are, and this is one of the reasons we're encouraged not only to read and to hear God's word, but to meditate on it as well, which means taking time to really digest a Bible verse or a Bible passage, letting it take root in our soul. The comparison might be made to digesting our food. If we don't take time to really chew things, as my mother always used to say to me that I needed to chew things a bit more, maybe a little bit better these days, but uh, could, could do a bit better, I'm sure. But we don't get the full benefit of the nutrients in our food if we, if we just uh, wolf everything down, if we just eat it really quickly and it doesn't help our digestion either. No, we need to take time to chew and to uh, really allow the food to digest. And on a practical level, this is about perhaps taking a, a verse or a phrase from God's word and repeating it to yourself during the day. Not necessarily out loud, although that's helpful, but even if you're traveling somewhere, you can remember it and think about even a short phrase. Think about what it means and ask God to help you to understand with the help of his Holy Spirit. That way we learn to really take in and really trust the good promises that God has given us in Jesus. So recognizing that God watches over us with his loving attentiveness moment by moment throughout our lives. Having that um, understanding. Let's see a little bit of what else he wants to say to us through this psalm. I lift up my eyes to the mountains or the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And these opening two verses, as well as the rest of the psalm, would have been spoken or sung by pilgrims on their way to the temple in Jerusalem, as well as during times of worship. Now, if you were a pilgrim on your way to Jerusalem, at one point or another on your journey, you would be confronted by hills or mountains. And that's because the city of Jerusalem has hills and mountains surrounding it. Now, if we were thinking about hills and mountains, we might associate that with a a pleasant day out, either uh, going for a a walk up the hills or or perhaps going in a car uh, to have a look at them. Um, And if we were going up, we'd, we'd look forward to the good views, even if it was a bit physically challenging towards us. And so it was we would have generally positive idea about hills and mountains. 
But the reality for the pilgrims was that these paths through hills and mountains weren't really so appealing. They were in fact places of potential danger. Robbers might be in wait around the next corner. We remember Jesus' story of the Good Samaritan helping the man who'd been attacked and robbed on a journey. Well, that was a very real possibility for pilgrims. And so the question that comes up when they gaze at the mountains isn't so much, oh, that's a nice view, but really, here's a mountain ahead. How will I get through safely? Where will my help come from if I get into difficulty? The reply in the second verse is one of reassurance. My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. The experience of the pilgrim then is something that relates to us too. For we all at one time or another face our own obstacles and mountains. And often there is no way around. If we're to progress in our journey, we need to face the mountain and take that journey through to get over to the other side. It's true that God sometimes moves obstacles and mountains from our path. And Jesus said that even with a small amount of faith in him, we can move mountains. However, sometimes we have to go to the mountain and face the obstacle or challenge before us. What this psalm reassures us of is this. God will be with us to help us. He watches over us and is attentive to our lives. But not only that, God is the maker of heaven and earth. He is the creator of the universe, of every, every star and planet, of the whole world. And that means that he knows the way through every hill and mountain we may face in life. The response we're invited to make then is one of trust in God, to call on him for help. For he is waiting to hear our prayer so that he can lead us forward in faith and in trust in him. In fact, God is calling us to walk with him, to take that step of faith through the mountain with his help. Which leads us on to the next few verses in the psalm. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. And the phrase, he will not let your foot slip, is an encouragement to take that walk of faith with God. Knowing that he promises to hold us up and to help us. This picture of God being there to keep us from slipping in our walk with him is something that comes up several times in the Bible. For example, earlier I mentioned in Psalm 37 verse 23, it tells us that God delights in every detail of our lives. Well, Psalm 37 verses 3 and 23 and 24 together also tell us that God holds us by his hand to keep us from falling as we walk with him. It says, the Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. 
Though they stumble, they will never fall, for the Lord holds them by his hand. Another wonderful passage in the Bible which reassures us of this ability of God to uphold us in our walk of faith is found at the end of the letter of Jude in the New Testament, Jude verses 24 to 25, which affirms God's upholding of us. It says, To him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy, to the only God our Saviour be glory, majesty, power and authority through Jesus Christ our Lord before all ages, now and forevermore. Amen. That's a great doxology at the end of Jude. We have the reassurance then that God will not let our foot slip when we walk by faith with him day by day. Even through the mountains that appear on our way. Jesus often invited people to get up and walk and in a sense that's what he invites us to do, to get up and walk by faith with him, knowing that he will not let us slip. He will not let us fall down. Remember Peter took that step of faith out the boat and when he started to sink, Jesus still put his hand out and held him up. He had him. And so we can let go of our fears, our anxieties in the presence of our loving Heavenly Father. And that's what our Lord Jesus says to us in Matthew chapter 6 which in essence he says, do not worry about your life because you have a loving heavenly father who knows what you need and will give you what you need. And so instead of worrying and being anxious, we can present the details of our lives, the things that concern us to God who delights in us and hand our worries and anxieties to him for as we do that, he promises us his peace in exchange and the reassurance of his presence to help us and uphold us as we take those next steps of faith. And then, as Jesus says, we'll be focused on seeking first God's kingdom and his righteousness. In other words, the more we begin to trust in the attentive love of our God, our Father, and to uphold us and to care for us, the more we'll be free in our pursuit of the really important things in life, like seeking to follow our Lord and to love others as he loves us. I'd like to leave us with a challenge. It's a challenge to step out further than we've been in our faith so far, trusting that God will hold us up even when our steps are a bit wobbly at times. Perhaps God is putting it on your heart to, to speak to someone about Jesus' love for them, but you've held back until now. Or to take the first step in showing God's love for someone in another way. Perhaps you've got gifts that God has given you to share, but these have been left to the side for whatever reason, and God is encouraging you to begin using them again. Maybe 
there is a mountain ahead and you're not sure how you'll cope with it. Well, God is saying to us, don't worry, I've got to. I'm watching over you and I won't let your foot slip. Just take your next step with me at your side because my hand is able to hold you and I will be there to help you. Amen. Let's pray. Loving Lord God, we thank you for the reassurance of your word to us, of your loving attentiveness to us day by day and even minute by minute and moment by moment. Lord, when we find this difficult, we ask that by your spirit you would help us to trust in your word and know it to be true in our own lives. And we ask that whatever is ahead for us, whether it is a mountain or whatever, Lord, we would take that step with you and know that your hand is with us, holding us up, and that you promise not to let us fall. We pray, Lord, that you would help us to go further in our faith than we have before, in the things that you have put in our hearts. We pray, Lord, that you would go ahead of us, that you would prepare our path and help us as we travel along with you. Loving Lord, we thank you that you watch over us throughout the day and throughout the night. And so, Lord, we ask for your presence to be known to us in the day and the night. And, Lord, I ask for those who perhaps have difficulty sleeping, that they would know your peace and be able to sleep better. And I pray, Lord, that you would give them that peace, that you are with them throughout the day. And Lord, we ask that where there's been blockages and obstacles ahead, Lord, that you would bring breakthrough, that you would bring healing and wholeness to, to us. Lord, we are aware of your watching over us, but Lord, we thank you that you also watch over your world. And so we bring our prayers to you, for you have called us to bring your kingdom to others, to be the ones who share that word of life and to give out of the blessings that you have given us. And so, Lord, we remember this day, uh, we remember the Ukraine, the people of the Ukraine, the people of Russia and all the surrounding areas. Lord, we ask as our donations join those of others um, for the relief of the refugees and the people displaced in different parts of the country and surrounds as well. We pray that you would bless that work amongst them. We pray that you would bring your healing to those who have been traumatized. We pray that you would bring your comfort to those who have been bereaved. And we ask, Lord, that you would bring in your mercy peace and justice and a way forward for the nations. Lord, we think of those who have um, been elected to uh, positions of authority, local authority and uh, regional authorities throughout the United Kingdom. And we pray that you would help those 
who have been elected to serve well the people that you have given them to serve. We remember our Queen in this Platinum Jubilee year. We pray for your upholding and your blessing upon her. And we pray, Lord, that you would bless too the governments in Westminster and Holyrood and all the uh, members of Parliament, that you would help them in these difficult and trying times to know your wisdom and to seek uh, your ways forward. Lord, we pray too for our church, the, uh, our own denomination, the Church of Scotland, going through times of change, that you would help us to move forward in faith and love, that we would stay focused on sharing the good news of Jesus. And Lord, we pray for all the congregations around us from different churches. Lord, we pray your blessing. We pray for your increase. We pray for that work of your spirit in our lives, that we may be lights for Jesus. Lord, we bring before you those on our own hearts, those who have been bereaved, those who are sick, those who are going through times of trial. And Lord, we ask that you would uplift them with your presence and your peace, that you would bring your healing and wholeness and your provision for every need. Help us, Lord, to know how we can help too. And we give you thanks, Lord, for your everlasting care for us, which we have read about, and that your care extends to our loved ones who are in your nearer presence. We thank you, Lord, for that eternal hope that we have in Jesus. And so now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy. To the only God, our Saviour, be glory, majesty, power and authority through Jesus Christ our Lord before all ages, now and forevermore. Amen. We're going to close our time of worship with our next song, which is Beauty for Brokenness, Mission Praise number 806. And this is essentially a, a song of praise, but also a prayer for our world, so we can do that as that. As we sing the words, we can be praying to God for our world as well. So let's uh, sing together Beauty for Brokenness.
now may the peace of God, which passes all human understanding, guard your hearts and your thoughts in Christ Jesus our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you this day and remain with you forevermore. Amen.